This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International. I want to welcome you to the Warning Television program. We're in our chapel here at World Ministries International with a live audience. I'm going to continue on a theme that I've been speaking on now for actually several months, talking about the great movers and shakers in the first and second Great Awakening. Today, I'm going to talk about Heidi Baker. The title is Complete Surrender. Complete Surrender. Heidi Baker. She said, anyone that discovers who he is would give everything. He's the pearl of great price. He's the lover of our souls. Once you see him, you'll give everything. If you know anything about Heidi Baker, she is a tremendous woman of God. Heidi Baker seeks to live a life of complete surrender to the Lord with full possession of the Holy Spirit. You've heard that position all through this series. She has intentionally cultivated her heart to become a temple that God can fill with his glory and saturate with his presence. Heidi's life is infectious. Now, I personally know Heidi. It is infectious. She is totally sold out to Jesus. We were co-speakers once at a conference. This is a woman of God such as I haven't met. She has a certain, and there is a certain, I should say, percentage of people who will do anything. Now, she is that type of person. She will do anything. They will pay any price to have that connection with God. All of the movers and shakers were. It has nothing to do with performance, fame, or accomplishments. She doesn't do it for fame or accomplishments but to serve God, the will of God. These were the movers and shakers of the first and second great awakening. These were the type of people the prophets and apostles in the Bible were. These were the type of people throughout history who would die for their faith as martyrs instead of compromising their testimony of their faith in Jesus Christ. Christians like the Reverend Dietrich Bonhoeffer who was executed by the Nazis and Hitler in Germany, or the Reverend Watchman Nee in China, resisting a communistic takeover, or the saints who are recorded in Fox's Book of Martyrs. These certainly are not the type of 
the large, large majority of the lazy, pathetic, hedonistic Christians today, which is why Rome is burning and Christians cannot see the fire and smell of flames and smoke. Hedonistic serving self. Isn't that what most of the church is doing? Instead of the gladiator games, oh, our idols are sports heroes, athletes, NFL, NBA. Mostly for the large part, a bunch of immoral people cooperating for the overthrow of the United States. I realize it's not all about Heidi, because she's made of the same stuff we're made of. But that's the thing that encourages me. She is made of stuff we are made of. But she said, yes. Heidi Baker, John Wesley, Charles Finney, Dwight Moody, Mary Woodworth Etter, Carrie Judd Montgomery, Smith Wigglesworth, John G. Lake, Amy Simple McPherson, Catherine Coleman, and other movers and shakers all had one thing in common. They lived by it daily. All of these people I've spoke on. Look at my website, www.worldministries.org. See the different forms of media you could watch or listen to me on, and you can hear and watch these messages. This is what they lived by, Mark 12, 30 through 31. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, mind, and all your strength. This is the first commandment. The second, you will love your neighbor as yourself. As yourself. Most people can't do that. They put themselves first. Luke 24, 47 through 49. That repentance and remissions of sins should be preached in his name to all nations. Beginning at Jerusalem. That's where they were. Here, beginning in Stanwood, beginning in Everett, beginning in Mount Vernon. And you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you're endued with power from on high. Don't even try to serve me without me being in you. The third person of the Trinity baptized in the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. Mark 16, 17 through 18. These signs shall follow them who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. We're taking a seven-week trip. I'm telling you, I'm going to see a lot of demons cast out. Why? Because I'm going to cast them out. Amen. They will speak in new tongues. They will take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. I drank a little bit of, uh, of poison. I won't go into the specifics because I got to get through this message. But my wife remembered me of this scripture. Remember, if you drink any deadly thing, so we prayed and I just kept going. Now, I feel good. I'm fine. It was a, a mistake, but I did drink it. When the day of Pentecost, Acts 2, 1 and 4, had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit, began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Point number one, the impact of a surrendered life. Heidi is an example of how one life surrendered to God can impact a nation. Heidi G. Baker is a missionary to the poorest of the poor, primarily in Mozambique, Africa. Heidi and Roland Baker led mission movement called ISIS Global that marked by love, mercy, signs, wonders, and miracles. After spending many years 
of ministry to plant four churches. They touched an unfathomable acceleration point and planted over 10,000 churches in just 10 years. What brought such transformation in and through them? A defining, defining moment through an impartation prayer. Heidi encourages people to live in utter dependence on God. To realize that all fruitfulness flows from intimacy. And to stop and love one another. Intimacy. You can't serve God and you can't love others without intimacy with God. You just can't do it. You can't give up what is an idol in your life unless you have intimacy with God. And there's people everywhere I go that will have idols in their life and maybe some in this very room. Without intimacy with God, you're not going to give your idol up. Not going to do it. Point number two, Heidi's early days in her life. Heidi's mother, Glenetta Farrell, was barren but cried out to God for a child promising to dedicate her firstborn to the Lord. Heidi became the fulfilled promise of her mother's prayer, the miracle child they had hoped for. Now, you've seen other movers and shakers, and in the Bible were their parents. If you give me a child, I give it back. Heidi became extremely sick <clears throat> with spinal meningitis. She spent six weeks in the hospital fighting for her life. Her parents pleaded with God, promising to give her completely to him if he healed her. <clears throat> Interesting. Heidi's dedication to the Lord by her mother is similar to Amy Simple McPherson. Heidi grew up in a wealthy family in Laguna Beach, California. Attended an Episcopalian church. She always remembered having a hunger for God at a young age. Even at her first communion, when she was 12 years old, she was overwhelmed by the Spirit, fell down, and had to be carried out of the church. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you can be in any church, even those that reject the Holy Spirit, and you can still be overwhelmed if you are in touch with God yourself. Amen. Heidi testified she always wanted God and the Holy Spirit would touch her powerfully when she took the Eucharist. You know, we're going to have communion later today. Heidi was exposed to missions and to the poor at a young age when her parents took her on vacations to Mexico. Here you go, parents. You know, it's important that you let your young adults, if you want to say children, go on mission trips. Further, Heidi's sixth grade teacher, who had been a missionary to China, showed the class of her work in the slums of Hong Kong. This sparked Heidi's interest in missions. I know the similar thing sparked my interest in missions, listening to stories from my father, my, my grandmother, Letta Hansen, again, my father born in China, and, and, and his relatives coming through our churches and showing pictures and things like sparked me. When I would see the Hindus filled with demons, six spears through their cheeks, sacrificing to their demonic gods and running on fire, and it sparked my interest. These people can be set free. When Heidi was 13, she lived in, as a foreign exchange student in Switzerland, where she learned German. Heidi was saved, baptized in water, and the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. Point number three. At the age of 16, while serving as an American field service student on a Choctaw Indian reservation in Mississippi, Heidi was led to the Lord by a Navajo evangelist while attending an Indian meeting on the reservation. Okay, here's the only little white 
teenager. <laughs> she didn't care. The pianist came to Heidi, who was crying at the altar, and told her she was glad she was saved, but now she needed the Holy Spirit and invited her to a Pentecostal holiness church the next night. Boy, that's wasting no time. There was only about 30 all Indians who attended. But when the altar time came, Heidi responded to receive the baptism. And all 30 people were laying hands on her and praying for her to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. You know, that's what they used to do at altars. I mean, you just prayed them through. Night after night, if you had to. She said, immediately everything went black. And then in a few minutes, all became bright white. Even my eyes closed. Just brilliant, blazing light. I couldn't get out a word in English. All I could do was speak in tongues. Wow. And you have to be baptized in water, they said. So here she, she comes out hours later, you know, after speaking in tongues. Now you've got to be baptized in water. I mean, they don't let any time waste. And out came the water in a bathtub. And I was baptized right there on the spot. I mean, kid, I like that. Saved. You got to be filled with the Spirit. Come the next night. Okay, you're filled with the Spirit. Now you got to be baptized. Bring in the bathtub. I mean, amen? That's obedience. Number four, forsaking a dream. She heard the Lord tell her to lay down her toe shoes. Lay down the dance. Lay it down at the altar. Give it to me. She lived to be a ballet dancer, but now Jesus was the most important thing in her life and doing his will on earth. She told the Lord, okay, God, I want you to possess me. I don't care what the cost is. I don't care what it's going to take. I just want to yield. Now, Heidi learned to die to herself. See, that was her passion. She was training just like Olympic athletes. And God said, lay down your ballet aspirations. I got a higher call. Total surrender now became a consistent part of her life. Several years later at Vanguard University, God gave her back the dance as a medium for evangelism, for God's service for evangelism, not for self-entertainment or pleasure or money. Five, a few months after Heidi's complete surrender, she was on a five-day fast. Now, what you're noticing in all these movers and shakers, they consistently are fasting. They're consistently never getting enough of God. They consistently would go anywhere, do anything, fast as long as it takes. She was on a five-day fast and was taken up in a vision for three hours and heard the instructions of God to minister in Africa, Asia, and England. This vision happened on the fifth day of her fast when she attended Pastor Rourke Pentecostal Church. She was drawn to the altar while Pastor Rourke was preaching. She could not hear his powerful voice speaking. So here he's speaking, but she's drawn to the altar. She knelt down at the altar and lifted her arms to the Lord, and suddenly she was taken to a new heavenly place. Okay, he's preaching, but she's at the altar in a new heavenly place. She said she never felt so loved, and she began to weep. This time, the Lord spoke audibly. I'm sending you to be a minister and a missionary. And told her she would go to Africa, Asia, and England. Jesus spoke to her and said she would be married to him. Kissed her hand. And she said it felt as if warm oil ran down her arm. 
Heidi confessed to being overcome with love for him. And when she opened her eyes, only the pastor and his wife, Glinda, were left in the church as she had been on her knees with her hands lifted for hours. She was so wrapped up, she didn't realize church had ended, people had gone home, and she was in the presence of God. Because of her powerful encounter, now several encounters, and new found faith continued to develop. Heidi lost all of her friends. See, if you get too wrapped up in God, your friends can't identify with you. Why? Because you're not talking the same language. You don't care. You don't care about football, basketball, baseball, or anything else. Hello. And the people that that's all they live for, and you don't even want to talk that stuff, they disappear. They're out of your life. You're talking about missions, saving souls, healing the sick, casting out demons. And they're talking about the batting average of some person. That was nice. Nice words. I remember coming back from different countries I served God in, Singapore, Malaysia, Africa, coming back. And at that time, my, my former wife and I would talk. She's with the Lord now. And we, would, we, we wouldn't have anything in common with most American Christians. They were so in love with pathetic things. We did not have anything in common. We couldn't get, wait to get back with our missionary friends that live for the kingdom of God. Not some silly program on earth, television program or whatever, sports. We didn't care. We were wrapped up with souls, with a kingdom, extending the kingdom. They were wrapped up in the American nonsense. We had nothing in common. And Heidi lost all of her friends. Since no church invited her to preach, she preached on the streets. Her Episcopal priest allowed her to use the basement of the church where she opened a Christian coffee house. Now, this is young, you know, young and dirty ministry. And she ministered to drug addicts, the demon-possessed, the homeless, and the sick. Wow. That's good. That's good. Sounds like that lady in twist, huh? Helping uh, those in need. She used the money she earned from working to buy them popcorn and coffee. <laughs> so she worked to give to the homeless, to people in need, to support her ministry, to help them so they would come in and she could work with them. Another sacrifice, point seven, to lay on the altar. While at Vanguard University, she fell in love, but six weeks before her marriage, she felt unrest. She was torn between getting married or leading a ministry to trip to Europe. This is six weeks before you're going to get married. She finally surrendered her fiancé to the Lord and dove deeper into ministry. Took the trip to Europe in ministry. And that's leaving the fiancé at the altar, so to speak. This was another choice to total surrender. The Lord wanted her, and frankly, all of us to make, which is to do whatever he wants us to do. Total, complete surrender. Eight, another divine encounter with God. While on a ministry trip to Mexico, God spoke to Heidi again while she was lost in worship. Again, here she is again, lost in worship, and God speaks. I've given the testimony how one of my daughters was a missionary in Japan, and uh, she didn't know Japanese, but she would love to worship, and as she was wor worshiping in a Japanese church and some of the people that brought her, she was worshiping in perfect Japanese. Now, she didn't know Japanese. But she was just lost up with God. And, and she opened her eyes, and the whole church was standing around her and said, Talitha, I, I didn't know you could speak Japanese, and I can't. Well, you were worshiping in perfect Japanese, and they told her what she was telling God. 
Heidi is caught up with God again. <clears throat> and God told her she would go to Indonesia and preach with Mal Terry, a famous Indonesian evangelist who had been used to raise the dead. He told her she would finish college one year earlier and married Rollin Baker, who she had only met once <laughs> on a church ski trip. She said she never thought more about it, partly because he was 12 years older. You know, God really leads some people. Amen? See, age has no barrier. Because God knows what you need to accomplish your destiny and what that person needs. I like that. Heidi indeed did marry Rollin, who was a third-generation missionary raised in China, grandson of H.A. Baker, author of Visions Beyond the Veil. So here God was going to use Rollin. Heidi had no missionary background, no church background. He was going to use Rollin, again, third-generation missionary, to help develop Heidi and to open doors. The newlyweds left for Indonesia two weeks after their wedding with a one-way ticket and $30. <laughs> they had no money, no church support, only a word from God. They worked with Mel Terry, who was a close friend of Rollins, and was also the best man at their wedding. You see how God works? Isn't that something? Has her marry this guy. He's older. She never looks twice at him because he's older. Met, it, met him only once. Marry him. He has the contacts. Now, God didn't tell her that, but she found out when she married him. <laughs> they eventually based in Bali and founded Iris Ministries, now called Iris Global. They eventually returned to the United States, and Heidi continued her studies, now graduating with a master's degree. After graduation, they moved to Indonesia, served in Asia, and connected with Jackie Pullinger's work in Hong Kong. Jackie Pullinger ministered to drug addicts by having people pray in tongues over them around the clock. Look at that therapy. Heidi and Roland were greatly impressed with Jackie's ministry to the poor and to the outcast. They also ministered in the Philippines during this time, which continued to fulfill the prophecies that have been spoken over her life. They ministered in Hong Kong for four years, moving into the poorest part of the city to minister, and Heidi became extremely sick. She went to the house of her mentor in Fairbanks, Alaska, to rehabilitate. During this time, she couldn't even care for herself or her family, even read the Bible. But God gave her new direction. He told her to plant a church among the homeless in England and get a PhD there. So even though you saw that she had left, she knew how to follow the Spirit, she still under the, understood the importance of preparation, of preparing oneself. So she goes without only $30 does so many miracles, but constantly is training, like we still train. You know, I have four doctorate degrees, and I still continue to take classes. Why? Because I will never have all of the wisdom of God, and the more I have the wisdom of God, the more God can use me. I believe in developing in the ways of God and never ending until I die. Heidi chose for her PhD to research speaking in tongues. She reconstructed a theology of glossolia, to be a bridge to unite evangelicals and Pentecostals. Why? Because that tongue sometimes divided them. But now with a PhD, she has a measure of, measure of credibility. <clears throat> She's just not a, uh, what they might call an airhead. 
So unity and love and scholarly work helped her to bridge the gap between evangelicals and Pentecostals without causing division. 20 years after receiving her initial call to Africa and a continually fulfilling of God's direction in her prophecy over her life, she took her first trip to Africa after finishing her PhD. She came to the calling that God had originally wanted her to be finally after her journey of preparation. Now she was in the poorest of the poor, Mozambique. In Mozambique, if you know her history, which I'm going to have to get into in a part two, but she transforms that entire nation. The poorest of the poor, the miracles that took place, the dead that were raised. I can only say it is out of the book of Acts. From a lady that had complete and total surrender, laying down her career in ballet, laying down her fiancé, continually willing to go where God wanted her to go, to be who God wanted her to be. Ladies and gentlemen, God wants you to be like Heidi Baker in The Movers and Shakers. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.